0: Hey, everybody. We're recording a bonus episode because it's Christmas and I don't want to spend the entire holiday editing episodes. So,
1: me. That's kind of fair. Oops, sorry. Uh, uh, That's kind of fair.
0: Right? So, me and John are just going to hang out, play some games, shoot the shit, and you can listen to this if you want. Um,. If this is your first time listening to our podcast, I'd recommend you go and listen to one of our regular episodes. Um, that's more representative of what we actually do. But so we're gonna we're gonna bonus episode away.
1: This one will still so. have some magic content on it.
0: Oh yeah, you. So you said you had something to say to me, basically.
1: Yeah. Um. Have you've probably read the press release about challenger decks, right?
0: Uh, yeah, really quick, I read some stuff on it. They're,
1: they're replacing, but they're not replacing dual decks? Yeah. Dual deck stuff.
0: Well, no, I thought they are actually replacing it.
1: Well, no, um, the way they said it was, we're getting challenger decks, they're getting rid of dual decks, but the two are mutually exclusive from another. Like, one going away did not cause the other one to become you know, be created and one being created did not cause the other one to go away. Huh. Which is weird, but Yeah,
0: I thought it was um I thought it made made the I thought they were getting rid of the dual decks. They are. Okay. Like, but oh, but it, it's not the the it's not causal is what yes, you're saying just. They are getting okay. rid of
1: the dual decks. But they are not um it is not as a result of what we call it? The challenge decks coming.
0: Yeah, out. Showing up. Makes sense.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: yeah, that makes sense actually. Now. All right.
1: Um. What was I gonna say now? Da-de-da-de-da. Okay. Sorry, I've like, I literally got this idea on Thursday, and it's Saturday, and as anyone should know by now, my brain doesn't function like a normal person, so I have to like, try and regain focus on what I wanted to say. Um, Okay. So people are kind of hating on the Challenger decks, like, not like, horribly like, oh, this is the worst thing ever, but like, a lot of people are kind of implying that, they're not going to be very good as a result of like they're very very similar to the old event decks that they used to make right yeah and the event decks tended to not be exceptionally good because you can only do so much uh
0: you can only pack so much value into a deck yeah
1: but like they've gone so far as to say that the event deck or these new challenger decks are going to be full of like at least 10 rares and Mm -hmm. guaranteed at least two mythics. Hmm. So they're clearly putting value in the decks, right? Maybe.
0: Yeah, maybe. Which
1: then led to like this interesting something that someone brought up where they're like, you know, how competitive are the challenger decks actually going to be? Because you can't just put, you know nothing but, you know, rare lands and stuff like that in a deck. Yeah. And when I first heard that, I kind of disagreed with it. Okay. Like,
0: Like what did you just...
1: So, I understand where the person who said it was coming from, right? Like, Watsi can't just completely tank the value of the secondary market. But, yeah watsy is also has multiple times like they literally can never bring up the existence of the secondary market Mm -hmm. and at like i actually don't see that big of a deal happening if they did do such a thing where they're like oh yeah let's just put you know the um Rootbound Craigs and Sunpetal Groves in this deck, yeah, it's gonna like tank the value of a Rootbound Craig and Sunpetal Grove, which are already really lowly low cost, anyways. Yeah, they, I was
0: gonna say they, I'm like, like Ooh. they've been reprinted
1: hundred goddamn times, right? But this is just an example, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's no reason why they can't just literally put a playset of the standard legal rare duels at C play in there. Like, yes, it will have a negative effect on the secondary market, but I don't think. Negatively affecting the standard secondary market should be something that should be a large concern of Watsy.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, standard is the format that they want to be accessible to some degree, too, so. Yeah,
1: and, like, standard has been exceptionally non accessible lately. Like, yeah. yeah. Before he rotated, Gideon was a four of in the best deck in the format because he's Gideon, and. and yep. Like, he was a $50 card, so suddenly people are dropping $200 on a single play set of a standard deck. When that used to be the big thing in standard, it's like, oh, you can build a standard deck for $300. Yeah, it's not...
0: Well, the biggest offender for a long time was Baby Jace. Yeah.
1: Well, he, he was driven up in price not because of standard play, but because of modern and legacy play, though.
0: It was part of... But I mean, he was played yeah, in standard, too. Yeah, he did see play... And, just not very and much. he was driven up because of all of that. I'm saying, like, the thing is, is you had a standard legal card that saw play in standard, in some of the best decks in standard, that was like sixty to one hundred dollars.
1: Yeah, which I mean, yeah, it gets that, like, that is awkward, but like, you know, like I'm, I'm still kind of like, even he kind of like, kind of plays into my whole thing is like, you know, why can't Watsy just print a deck and put four of him in there? Yeah. Right. I mean, like, I know, like the secondary market is an important part of magic don't get me wrong but a lot of people worry too much about damaging the secondary market and it's the cost of that is putting strain on like the actual ability of people getting into the game as a whole which more people getting into the game is a bonus to the secondary market you know higher demand equals higher prices. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not going to be, like, yeah, you're not going to have, like, the super high prices in standard because the like, standard cards are much more easily printable and acquirable, but, like, you know, very few people are exclusively standard players. Eventually, people always want to branch out, right? Either because they yep. get board-playing only standard or they want to use the cards that they already own but are no longer legal in standard, which means then they transition on to modern.
0: Or they realize legacy is the best format. format. Ever.
1: I don't know. Like, like it. I was honestly expecting you to like tell me I was wrong when I brought this up. Like, because when I heard it, and they're like, "You can't just put a ton of value in a in a thirty dollar MSRP deck," and I'm like, "Why can't you?" Like,
0: yeah, it's it's such a weird spot, like. like I mean, can, I mean, can they? I mean, they can do whatever they want. They're pieces of cardboard with no intrinsic yeah, value. Yeah, like
1: it. The one legitimate logical argument I can see against it would be that um, if there's too much quotations value in the Challenger decks, suddenly like it reduces the average value of a of like those cards, which by um, You know, multiple degrees of removal will eventually damage the um, innate value of a box, which will technically lower the price of packs, which does kind of ruin Watsy's bottom line, but not really.
0: It Watsy's in the business of selling packs. Yes, like that's literally what they're in the business of doing—not prefabs or anything like that. Like they're like that's just bonus like their goal is to sell booster packs and if if this were to significantly harm their selling of booster packs i think they would stop doing it yeah
1: like the one thing that i think counteracts that is once again the secondary market is the secondary market will always adapt People who make money off something will always find a way to continue making money off something. So, like, if all of a sudden they decide to print a challenger deck that has four Baby Jace in it, and Baby Jace... Suddenly you can buy a place at Baby Jace for $30. All of a sudden, the value from that set is going to just go Mm -hmm. into other cards to make up for it. Like, it is kind of self-correcting. But at the same time, you know, it's like... By as a result of that, instead of having like that one card in the set that's worth like a hundred dollars, like that hundred dollars will be like divvied up into multiple other cards, which as a whole will make the set more, um, you know, approachable for other people. Because instead of you know, like, well, you got to buy this playset of a card that's hundred dollars a pop, it's well, you got to buy these four play sets of a card that happen to have an extra ten dollars a piece stacked onto them. Yeah, but it's still a lot less of a kick in the nuts than other.
0: And there's this weird thing with <coughs> people like if if they can split up cost, it's better. Yes. Like, yeah. I'll 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 admit I, this is I don't know, I'm probably going off the rails just talking here and stuff, but like you know with your with your hundred bucks or whatever like that like if you if you had to build a deck if you had to buy one card for $100 or you had to buy $120 worth of cards split amongst six cards i think people would more than likely be more willing to buy the six Absolutely. cards which is just weird so it, i mean yeah if this, i mean maybe this stuff will help flatten that um uh the cost of entry and everything. but well, I mean, but let's, I don't like know. it's let's...
1: literally a psychological thing, like that you mentioned. Like that is like an actual yeah. factual fact because people feel like they're getting more for their money, even though, like, yeah. they really aren't because it's still well. just cardboard, right? But I mean, I've done the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I've not bought one card for twenty dollars, so I could instead buy like twenty different random foil goblins because I wanted them. Like I would, I wanted. Because the uh, quantity over the quality. <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, fair enough, right?
1: To each their own, as they say in the biz. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that was...
0: I don't know. We'll we'll have to see what it is. I like. I kind of saw it and was like, "This is a thing that's happening." I and, guess. And That's about all the further I got not, with like, it. I'm not like
1: super worried about it or anything. It's like you know. Yeah.
0: Neither s- am stuff I. Stuff will
1: happen. Things will be printed. Who knows what's actually gonna go on with them? Does it really matter? I guess we'll find out. It'll be exciting.
0: I mean, we will. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that was like such a like. I'm sure for a lot of people that was a big piece of news, and for me it was just like.
1: Yeah, I mean, when on. I heard about it, I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> I was just like,
0: yeah, it's like I, I didn't even, I barely paid attention. My biggest
1: complaint about it, about the whole thing, about the announcement is that, like, yep, yeah, we're not going to have dual decks X versus X anymore. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to get altered in our planeswalkers as much as I used to. How un. Right? And that was literally as far as my opinion went until I heard other people talking about it. So I'm just like, you know, that seems wrong.
0: somebody being wrong on the internet what are you talking about
1: shocking and an unlikely thing to happen but it unfortunately does (laughs) oh shoot having some difficulties
0: uh no I'm just dumb that's all it's all good but so you said you had a few things to bring Uh, up didn't you yeah Okay, so we got that All one right. out of the way.
1: This one is kind of heretical. Like for, okay. it's heretical for us, right? Okay. And
0: this is
1: something I thought about on once on the same thing on Thursday while I'm off driving in the middle of nowhere, Minnesota. Mhm. I think pushing people to go to F and M's is wrong.
0: Why is this heretical?
1: I don't know because you know we try and like can we try and the whole like community building aspect and all that kind of stuff. Like I think that that is flawed. All right, like I don't think it's heretical. Like I think you probably agree with me as a whole, but.
0: I probably do and, and I'm probably I probably think of it the way that you are going to explain now yeah, already. Yeah,
1: but like <laughs> it's it still kind of goes against like our whole community building manifesto, right?
0: Okay, I guess you explain and I'll uh, tell you why you're wrong.
1: So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like I normal.
1: I think a f- a problem with FNM Is people don't understand the social contract that they are effectively signing by wanting to play at an FNM. Because, like, FNM attracts, you know, different people go to FNM for different reasons, right? Like, most people start out as as kitchen table magic players, and eventually they hear about FNM, or they see something, and they decide to go give it a try. And, like, Mm -hmm. some people stick with it, some don't and but like it's very very common you know for like someone to walk into a game store for the first time they buy a couple packs of magic and whoever is currently behind the counter is gonna bring up fnm right because that that's what yeah. the brick and mortar stores need to do right their goal is to get people to keep coming back fnm is a good way to get people to keep keep coming back talking is hard yeah. yep and like my problem with that is I think you need to expose people to what to expect from it instead of just saying, oh yeah, you just have to play decks with this format and it's a lot of fun, and yada, yada, yada. I don't... I think... there. I think there's too much sugarcoating going on with FNMs, right? Like, I think that people need to start giving information regarding the like negatives of FNM if that makes sense but they're not really negatives like I'm the reason why I originally thought of this idea was because I was thinking about slow play because every single okay. one of my rants stems from slow play somehow because that's just who I am as a person yes <laughs> so my whole thing about it was like you know a lot of people it's very very common For kitchen table players to just play very, very long games. Like our friend Carl, um, the one we used to game with, the guy who had a kid or whatever, he would never, ever, ever survive at an FM. Like No. I think he understands that. I don't think like but like he's, you know, also a fully mature, well grown adult who you know, has been playing Magic since the dawn of the dinosaurs.
0: I mean, literally, like has his like hundred card unsleeved decked and just ripped a forceful out of yeah.
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> so like, like the kind of de- the kind of decks that he plays and stuff like that. Like you know, as you said, he he actually had a hundred and twenty card deck built that was literally two different decks smashed together because he wanted to play them. Like and like his what he played magic for was really wonky. Like one time, one of his friends who um, you never met, like they both just, they met at Dungeon and him and they started playing together. And like, they're playing this super, like their turns, I shit you not are taking like three minutes a piece and they're literally doing nothing, but like playing a land and passing the turn. Cause as they put it, these decks are very thought intensive. So you have to focus a lot on them right that would that would okay. never fly at fnm and
0: they would never fly it No, anywhere. like that that's
1: like you know why are we even friends territory right there but like <laughs> the whole the whole thing about it is like obviously he's he's an example taken to like the ninth degree but there's still those people who yeah. like you know they're used to playing at the kitchen table and they're used to their turns taking forever and they just don't really adapt to The Mm F&M lifestyle, right? Like, they understand that there's a clock and they have to finish a full match in a certain amount of time. But just because, like, they understand that that is a thing doesn't mean they understand that it is a thing. You know? Yeah. (coughs) It's like... And I, I almost put the blame on the stores for not, like, giving people this warning... So, like, as a result of that, you know, these people, they show up to an FNM, and, like, their first FNM, they go zero zero two, 2 and they're, like, they're not having fun because, they're you know, no one's winning, and everyone's just kind of grumpy because the games are taking forever, and, like, just, like, the ambiance of, you know, like, going past time, like you know you're going to subconsciously pick up on the body language of the of the people around you even if someone's not blatantly being you know aggressive or annoyed mm-hmm. you're still going to pick up on that and all of a sudden like it's it's going to make them feel unwelcome and it's like it's not really a fault of their own it's a, it's the fault of not knowing what they were getting themselves into and like some people will stick through it and keep coming with, through anyways and like you know eventually they might get themselves to um uh like adapt and like you know so, you know be able to play without going to time and stuff like that but other people they just eventually they leave for the night and they never come back and mm-hmm. like i feel i feel as if people don't we don't explain to people the negative effects or like the negative things of M like that as much like you've even pointed it out before like there still are effectively clicks at F and You know, like,
0: Oh yeah, I mean like
1: I mean that's gonna happen
0: uh, yeah. no matter
1: where no matter <laughs> where you go, if there's groups of people, people will split off into their own little subgroups. That's just a fact of life, yep. right? But like it's something that a like that's another thing that just never gets brought up whenever people talk about F is you know, everyone's like, Oh, F and this big open community with all these people and yada 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 <laughs> and it's like Yes and no. Like, everyone is there for the same reason, but Mm -hmm. not everyone is going to be there and, you know, have a conversation with everyone who shows up. Like, you know, I I do my best to talk to everyone I play with and stuff like that, and, you know, if anyone ever asks me anything, I'll usually have a response and all that, but, like, I still have my core group of friends who, you know, in between matches, you know, we're going to stand and watch someone play and we're going to have a conversation, right? You know, I don't necess- yep. I can't necessarily do that with everyone and it's like it's just not part of the human psyche to even like you know, try to do it with everyone.
0: Yeah. Um I don't know. My opinion has always been that FNM is not the starter area. <laughs> like so this is kind of I don't know, in some ways, what I've always thought. Like, I think people should go to, like, people should go to FM with um, tempered expectations. Uh, but, like, about the only event that I'm like, everybody should go to this, regardless of skill level, is pre releases. Mm. And I think everybody should do that. Like, and I don't know whose responsibility, you know, letting stuff be known is or whatever, but. You
1: know, it's just a, it's a super I, awkward I topic, know. right? Like.
0: It, it really kind of is an awkward topic. It's like, yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, like.
0: like
1: it's really difficult to like, even like think about like how to, like, approach fixing something like that, too? Because, like, you really can't. Like, it's just... I mean,
0: so, and this is going to sound like a strange question, but is something broken? Like, I'm not 100% sure I'm even convinced that there's... Like, a, and this is weird, probably weird-sounding coming from me. Um, but, like, I don't know how, how air quotes big of a problem that is. Well, like it's, it's a higher <coughs> air quotes league than like just a normal kitchen table game, obviously, but man, I don't know.
1: I don't, th- I don't know. I don't, I, that, yeah. I don't think it's like a massive, you know, huge problem, right? Like the thing is F M will always be a minority. Like, yes. FNM will always be a minor, minority. Grand Prix will always be an even larger minority, and the Pro Tour will always be the one right? percent.
0: A larger minority. Sorry, I just like that, but okay. <laughs>
1: you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I'm just laughing.
1: Like, there's always like you know like obviously like FNM yep. is not. It's never going to appeal to everyone. It's not designed to appeal to everyone. But the thing is.
0: It's supposed to have the widest reach to some yeah, degree. Yeah, it's
1: still it's always pushed as that thing that anyone can just show up and play it. Anyone can show up and play at FNM, but like there's just so much more nuance that goes into it that I think a lot of people need to be made aware of before they do it. Right, like some F- stores with FNM, they literally have only people playing the best deck, and mm-hmm. those stores. I have been having shitty turnouts lately because, you know, those people get really bored always playing against the same deck.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And, like, you know, then you'll have, like, this, you know, another store where literally it's just a bunch of people playing their kitchen table decks that happen to be standard legal, right? And they're Mm -hmm. all having their own form of fun and all that stuff. And it's just kind of like, what do you do? What can you do? Like... (laughs) Like, I do think the onus falls on the, like, owner of the store... Slash, like, the person in charge of, like, running the FNMs to, like, inform new people of this stuff. But at the same time, like... By bringing stuff like that up... You're kind of pushing the people away to a degree, right? Like, you're suddenly, instead of being like... Oh, look how open and, like, wonderful and, like, ponies and rainbows and unicorns this place is... By the way, there's a shark in the water that might eat you.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know if if it falls on the store to do that to some degree. Like I, I do and I don't in a in a weird way, like I think I think they need to to cultivate s- something they need to be doing have a focus if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like um you know we're or or offer a number of things um depending on what the turnout is or something like that like you know if they if they want to cultivate you know kitchen table you know kitchen table standard then they can do that and they have to work towards making that what they want it to be and then they need to be straight up with that too Mm -hmm. like i think some of the i don't know i yeah this is one of those things that i just don't know
1: i mean a lot of it like
0: this but so here all right i'm gonna go off the deep end a little bit right i think but like here's the thing also like And maybe it's just that people aren't that introspective or just don't look at stuff like this enough. But this is just how, like, organizational behavior works to some degree. Like, with the whole thing about, you know, groups and expectations and blah, 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 and everything like that. And I feel like if you're a person who wants to go somewhere and instantly get all fuzzy, fuzzy, wuzzy with people you've never met before. You're just wrong. (laughs) Like, and, and I know I'm probably wrong in this because I, I mean, I hear all this internet community crap about people and it's like, oh yeah, it's wonderful. I met these people and everything's wonderful and blah, blah, blah. So I don't believe it for a second. Like as, as much as you want to believe something, I believe that something is for everyone it's just not true it is just absolutely 100 percent not true mm-hmm. like and you can still try to be inclusive and i think that's a super important thing that people should try to do but not everybody can work with everybody else that's just a fact yep. like and i think going into things like like that you almost have to be a little introspective and realize like There are certain things I can handle, and there's certain things I cannot handle. Like, I know certain people who would never survive at FNM, not because they don't know how to play Magic, not because they're not good, but because they get offended way too easily, and not by anything like that is actually offensive, but like somebody gets land screwed and gets pissed off. Yep. And then they're offended that this person gets land screwed and gets pissed off back at them, or. They they tilt really hard hard and can't be around people because of it or so, you know something like that, like you know I, I I've I've played with people before like that and they would never survive there and I don't think that's a problem with fm or the store I think that's a problem with the person. That's fair, and and maybe some places some places they'd be fine with that some places they they wouldn't but the thing is is I think you have to understand who you are as a person and how you can integrate with groups of people like that's something that i always start with because i am not as weird as this sounds with how much we push community building i am not a community-based person Uh like i i like being alone i like doing my own thing um i tend to fill power vacuums in a weird way so if nobody is taking the head of things i kind of end up wandering into that place like not even though i don't like being a leader um and the, but the, but the thing I know is that if I run into a strong personality, I don't like that. And that, and that turns me away. Somebody who, um, in, in an environment I'm uncomfortable. If I get pushback, I'm just out, mm-hmm. which is obviously a weird sounding thing considering I can, you know, usually I'm somebody who will stand up, but like if it's, a, if it's a very unfamiliar environment, I, I won't I won't deal with it and I'll back off because I don't know the culture I don't know what's what's appropriate for 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 that place like so like while there's like onus on like the store and the other players at the store I think some of it's on the person like when you go there like if like and I'm, I'm trying not to make this sound like people there should be assholes to you but like if you if you put yourself out there you're gonna run into some stuff like that like and i think you need to i I think you need to understand what your limits are and what your capabilities are to some degree and either understand that i can stand up to this or find somebody who can support you in it and i think that's a big big reason i started playing at the stores and stuff like that is because i had you there as a support yep and I don't think I, I I don't think I would I would go back like I had if I'm uh, if you weren't there. So I don't know. It's I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's just a complex. It's thing a weird. It's a yes. weird thing. It's a very very complex thing. I don't think there's a good answer to the whole thing. I mean, obviously, the whole goal in the end is, I think. The, the store needs to do their part in being as honest as they reasonably can be about what they try to do or about what is going on there. And I think we need to educate the people playing there that their job is to promote magic to some degree. Like as weird as that sounds, mm-hmm. you know, they should be like they do have... Some some sort of expectation to um uh, help build build the community of magic. So I guess I, I guess that's where I land on the whole thing in you know in my own Fletcher way that's short winded.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> highly shortwinded. <laughs> the, hey
0: man, if there's one thing I can do it's overexplain anything. The
1: block of recording data that is you and I just have, like, random little pips from me being like, "Mm mm-hmm, yep, mm mm-hmm, sure.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, a lot of the times I was like that before this, especially with, like, the challenge deck shit that I don't care about. Yeah. (laughs) But, so, I don't know. But that said, the same conditions apply with, you know, with, um, uh, people need to be inclusive and kind and everything like that. And you need to understand what you're, what you can tolerate and everything like that. But I think most magic players still should go to pre-releases. I agree Like the vast, the vast, vast majority should, should go to pre-releases if they, if they want to play with other people. Cause that's the thing too. Some people just don't want to play with other people. They don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I do agree that people should start with, like, pre-releases for everything. Like, that's just something that I will always agree with. And, like, another nice thing about pre-releases, right, is, like, people usually are a little more casual, and it -hmm. allows you to get a feel for the type of people who do play at the store. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can you can like go to the you can go to a pre-release and you you'll get paired up against, you know, random happily bubbly person who's just having a good time and then you get paired up against like the super serious GP grinder who's actually just there because they feel like getting a hang on, hang on the format but they're going to be super serious the whole time and never talk to you. Right? Like yeah. you can fe- encounter the whole gamut. And usually like like you know, FNM is just going to be that on a smaller scale so it's very good in that regard for yeah, getting a feel of it. So, Pretty much. How's that, <laughs> how's that for a, a random thought I had while driving?
0: It's something. <laughs> like, oh man, I don't know. It's like, I've said a lot of times like, for for my job, I've said this before. I'm like the technical stuff is easy. It's always the 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 people in politics that are hard. Yep. Like, and that applies to magic as well. Like, you know, it's honestly, it's not easy, but it's it's much easier to understand. Is my deck good? You know <laughs> what what's the correct play here? Uh-huh. Then, then trying to understand like how people work.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not yeah. even, I'm not even going to lie, right? I would rather play Storm every single goddamn day of my life against like death and taxes than try and figure out how I'm going to try and get people to start playing Legacy on Mondays.
0: <laughs> right?
1: Like I'm like the owner of the store even like approached me about it. Cause I was talking to him about it and he's like, yeah, if you have any, if you have any ideas or stuff like that, you know, let me know because I'm willing to try and like work with people, try and make this work. It's like, God damn it. I've been like, all I've been doing is trying to figure this shit out. Like how do I yeah. get people into this format?
0: And some of this stuff is like, you just have such a restriction. Like you can't be like allow proxies. No. Like that's just that is just not an option. I thought about it. Like <laughs> I thought about un- broaching the subject again. It won't happen. Uh, I can guarantee it, but I wish it would. like I wish it would. Or I wish they'd just like get rid of the reserve list, but
1: uh, there's a yeah. lot of things I wish they would do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Both Watsy like, and store owners uh, and community. <laughs>
0: yeah, I get it. Like <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not I ain't gonna be mad about it, but
1: <laughs> I actually had a friend bring up an interesting idea, which is That's try true. and convince the store to have the legacy, you know, tournaments that they run, and alongside it, have mm-hmm. a legacy playtest league. <laughs>
0: Like, I don't think that works, actually, so... <laughs> I don't
1: think it does either, because you're splitting the community. And it's already very it, tiny. Like, so... The, so... The appeal of the okay. quotations playtest league, right, is you get people... Suddenly they're allowed to play proxies. Because it's playtest, right? But, like... It's casual. But
0: the thing is, is that it's it, it's casual, but no, you, you still can't play... You can't sanction with proxies. Ex-
1: I know that. I don't believe. Uh, yeah, you cannot. You literally cannot sanction a tournament with proxies. And like, and that's the, the thing. Is, uh,
0: that's the problem, though, John. The
1: thing is, it's not. You don't sanction it. It's literally just then, people who bring their proxies to try out Legacy, and they have a chance of playing those proxy decks versus people with real Legacy decks and seeing how they feel about the format, right? And then I, you can, like try and weasel them, them into the format from there.
0: I just. Uh, uh, it, I, I don't think it works how you think it works.
1: I agree with you. This was his idea. Okay. I playing devil's advocate.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it actually works like that because you still. The thing is, is you. If it's an, a scheduled event like that, I think you still, not necessarily need to sanction it, but, well, air quotes need to sanction it. If that makes sense.
1: So the th- the way things work is mm-hmm. if your event is less than eight people, it is not sanctioned, period. Okay. Right? If your event is more than eight people, you have the option of sanctioning it, and it is normally in your best interest to sanction it because that helps with your WPN status. Okay. But you are still not obligated to sanction it.
0: So uh, Maybe, but I don't know. That's... Yeah, it's... That's...
1: The reason why the whole proxy thing hit the fan was because they were running unsanctioned events, but they were promoting them, and they had higher-than-you-would-expect prize pools. Yeah. And that's where the whole like fiasco started, right? And, like As a result of that, everything went to hell because of one store, because that's how the world works. <laughs> one person screws it up for everyone else so like like there's ways around it but you're never gonna convince the owner to do it i think i'm not sure
0: i think the ways around it just are not actually ways around it like it feels like you're working around it but it's one of those things where it's like you goddamn know what we meant you little shit
1: well, yeah, but that's the thing. Like Watsi, all you have to remember after everything kind of went to hell, Watsi did release another statement that, if you do a little reading between the lines, they basically said, "Do like you know, don't be an idiot." Here's,
0: here's what their here's what their stance is. They're like basically what that said was just like the secondary market we can't say it's okay to use proxies. Just like we can't acknowledge the secondary market. Yep. So if you just shut the hell up, it's fine. <laughs>
1: uh huh.
0: Like basically that's what they were saying. But the problem is, is that somebody pushed the issue. Yes. And now, and then it, and what happened, like that whole thing happened. And, and now I don't think that, I don't think you can wheel back on it is the problem.
1: Well, the thing is they, they reissued that. Statement after everything, mm-hmm. like they basically still said, you know, we cannot mention proxies. Just don't make a big goddamn deal about it, and everything is fine. But yeah, it made the thing is so just, oh, now people, there's risk. I know, like it made so many people it. That's the about problem. It. So it's like it's just, it's like uh like
0: because because I would absolutely oh god I would step on puppies to have a proxy vintage league. <laughs> like I would love it. Like and I don't know what would have to happen for that to ha- to like to work. But I would absolutely love to do a proxy vintage thing. Like that would be just like right below legacy that would be my joy. Like uh, but Yeah, I don't I don't know. And maybe it's one of those things where like the store can't promote it if that makes sense. But I don't know. I feel like you're like now you're just really skirting lines so hard that yeah, it, just, it gets
1: so goddamn awkward. It's like that. that uh, now you're putting
0: now that you're creating a lot of problems, but I don't know. This is basically a magic episode, John.
1: i I said I had magic related topics. It's just like a little grab bag. I, yeah I we have, should
0: have we should have like actually done this as an episode
1: like i have a you could release it as an episode yeah i, I we'll see i made an untitled <laughs> document and i just started like putting random magic related thoughts in it that i wanted to talk about but they're not well, worthy of an entire episode of their own
0: well jesus christ man we should have just saved this for a grab bank episode <laughs> oh well it's all good we should talk about something not magic-related just because. But I, have I know we're a magic podcast and all, but it's a bonus episode. Actually, not. you have one more thing, don't you? I have,
1: I have one more magic-related Is topic. it important? Uh,
0: just uh, just say yes. Kind of. Okay, it is. Let's go.
1: All right. Star City Games has announced their schedule for like the first half of the year, or the first third of the year, or however long yeah. their season is. There yeah. is literal zero standard opens.
0: Yes. Uh, Okay, cool. Is that bad?
1: What do you think?
0: I think Standard is kind of a boring format, but needs to exist. Um, The only format worse than Standard is Modern.
1: (laughs) Which is their most popular open?
0: I hate Modern as a format. Uh, No, I don't hate Modern as a format. I think Modern is... the only thing that was that like i like i think i would enjoy less than than like modern as a format is competitive commander <laughs> that's fair like that's
1: fair.
0: i just I, like and i will admit some of like the whole thing with modern is that people think modern is so awesome uh, I actually, I'll totally admit it.
1: I was actually going to ask you about that. Like what is it you dislike about the most liked format in all of Magic? It's
0: It's the middle child. It's It's like, well, let's take all the good things about standard and all the good things about legacy and we'll make a format in between those two that has none of those things. <laughs> Like, you don't get to play with all the cool shit from Legacy. You you don't have a card pool that is, like, sm- limited enough, like, standard, to where you actually have to, like, play games of Magic. Mm-hmm. And everything is so, like, policed with Modern that it's... I don't know. It's just... It feels like a crappy standard or a crappy legacy to me. And maybe that's just just my opinion. Like, honestly, I would rather play standard or legacy way over it any day. I don't know. I I think also, I I, I don't think it's as, like, it's an air quotes diverse format, meaning there are lots of different, like, types of decks. But it is not a diverse format in the fact that there are not a lot of different archetypes you can play, in my opinion.
1: I mean, yes and no.
0: Like control is not super viable in mo- in modern.
1: It was the best deck for like a two week period.
0: For like a two week period, sweet. Okay. Like I mean, and then like, people figured out what during was going the
1: on. reign of Death Shadow, it was actually the one of the decks that could prey on Death Shadow. The problem is other decks that prey on Death Shadow are big mana decks, and control decks can't beat big mana decks to save their life, because. Oh
0: i just i don't know it i don't know <laughs> there is i just don't i don't super enjoy it it's just and maybe there's just not enough silliness or something for it with me like for from like legacy and stuff like that they just i don't know
1: have i, I ever know. actually just, told just you my fan. opinion on the modern format
0: No, I think you just listen to me bitch about it.
1: Okay. I was just like thinking about that. Like everyone in the world knows your opinion on it, but no one knows my opinion on it. So.
0: I feel like, I don't know. So. All right. What do you you got?
1: My whole thing about modern is modern is basically everything I hate about the human race.
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: All right. Okay. So, everything about modern is like, you have various types of people who have a massive kill boner for modern, right? Yes. A lot of Like, is,
0: I, I feel like most people love modern or hate modern. Like, there's very few lukewarm people about modern.
1: Yes. I, I, I consider myself to be a lukewarm person about modern. Like, okay. I enjoy playing it sometimes, other times I don't want Sounds to play Sounds good, it. Snowflake. Right? I know. <laughs> so, you ha- so like, the first subsect of people in Modern is the people who fell in love with a standard format, and they're not able to move on with their f***ing life. Yep. And all they want to do is replay, like, that thing that they experienced for the first time. Um, yep another thing ab- about modern is there's a certain subsect of people who they basically want to win or lose in such a way that it is completely out of their own control.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: All right. This, this is my rant about boggles and Tron and so on and so forth. You know, yeah. that's where this comes into play. You have that extreme.
0: I mean, What's up? related related to that that's one of the things i hate about modern is the swinginess of it like like game one it's like your matchup game two it's like did i draw my sideboard hate and then game three is like did i draw my sideboard hate yep and like that's a lot of times that's how things are decided, and i hate that which is fair but continue
1: so and like there's a very very small sex of people who play modern who they enjoy like the sheer random chaos of you never know what you're going to face but that's just a watered down version of legacy exactly and then like the other another relatively large group of people who play modern are basically like the entitled assholes who (laughs) they want everything that is not their deck banned so their deck becomes the best thing and they want things unbanned that makes their deck better like (laughs) there is my problem with modern is less to do with the format and more to do with the mentality of the people who play it and it's just like this cesspit of terrible people which is sad because, like, there's leg- there are people who legitimately find joy in playing modern, but yeah. like the vocal- that is
0: sad that people can find joy in playing. Modern. Not kidding. <laughs> like, sorry. The vocal <laughs> people
1: just make it so goddamn miserable that I just don't know. But like,
0: then- I don't know. It, I the the and, and I find it really annoying because you'll be on like the subreddit or something like that, and somebody will post something about ask about like oh like ask about a card or something like that and will not include a format or anything in the description or anything be like is it yeah hey is this card playable like and there's like no context or whatever or something like that and it's just automatically assumed that it's modern (laughs)
1: like
0: i've seen it multiple times like if if they are not like standard players specify better like and, and and these are like these are modern cards but people will just like have entire conversations about modern without referencing anything
1: I mean and so you
0: so usually so usually what I do is I go in and, and basically I'm like yeah that's unplayable in legacy <laughs>
1: <laughs> just get your little like shots in there while you can yeah to be fair mm-hmm. modern is probably the most safe assumption for things like that
0: I know but it drives me nuts
1: okay. <laughs> Like
0: I'm not saying it's rational.
1: <laughs> so back to the whole no standard opens thing actually. Like okay, I, yeah. I've seen people using the fact that there is no standard opens as justification that of their belief that standard right now is total shit and that there should be more bannings to make standard better again. People, Why does
0: everybody have such a kill boning over banning and standard?
1: Because everyone's a f***ing retard. Uh, You're going to have to do a lot of editing now because we've got on this yeah, topic. Oh
0: God damn it. <laughs> <stuff is> easy.
1: <laughs> but the thing that drives me up a goddamn wall is when they're like, standard sucks, they should ban energy, energy was pushed too far, man modern's so great, in the same sentence... And I'm just, oh I God. just want to punch them in the goddamn face. It's like, all people do in modern is complain about how oppressive yes. everything is because it's better than their deck, right? Like, I play against a combo player and I turn two blood moon them. You better goddamn believe they're complaining uh, be about that, right? But it's, but it's like, oh, Blood Moon's bad. It should be banned. Meanwhile, they're killing me on turn three with a goddamn Primeval Titan. It's like, right. go F yourself.
0: It's <laughs> like, here's the deal. If you want to ban Blood Moon, then you get to print frickin' Price of Progress in the format. And I will be okay with that then, because I will <laughs> you up and down. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I. Fletcher's, like, I, uh, Fletcher's no longer playing control in modern guys. He's playing burn.
0: Nope. I like the second price of progress got printed, I would be I'd be like here's my here's my mono red burn. I don't care if that's good or not. The only thing this is doing is playing price of progress <laughs> and I'm going to play that and murder you with your greedy mana base, you fucker. <laughs>
1: uh, that would be so bad. It's like that shock thought sees so you see two price of progress and you're just like well we're dead
0: well we're dead
1: <laughs> we win in this game boys
0: <laughs> i'm gonna even I'd, yeah oh man i would even do shitty stuff just so i can play ton like just recur price of progress like all day i might even play S- snap, i might even play like
1: snapcast snapcasters price.
0: in the deck <laughs> yeah i'm gonna snapcast price i'm gonna i'm gonna go old school i'm gonna f- an isochron scepter price is isochron even legal in oh, modern yes.
1: it is absolutely okay legal. i'm like i think
0: it is but it's not very good. Panoptic mirror, nope. it's not Panoptic legal mirror right. is it? Nope. Panoptic mirror is overpowered. Excellent.
1: Yes. Crown Sector like, is perfectly reasonable, apparently.
0: Perfectly reasonable. Is Voltaic-y in modern?
1: Yes. Printed in M11?
0: Huh. Okay. Sorry. I just
1: <laughs> All I, I
0: want to do is just cast price over and over again. And I love Price of Progress. Goddamn, I love Price of Progress.
1: <laughs> You're just going to build, like, blue moon except it's gonna be price of progress instead of blood moon
0: yeah pretty much
1: the price of blue
0: yeah if i could if i could play blue, blood moon also i would play both and yeah and that would be that
1: i mean they're still non-basics It's <laughs> like, like lock them out of ever casting anything and then punish them for choosing to actually play their lands out
0: <laughs> yes I, I would totally do that in a heartbeat like that is one of the the things that annoys me about modern 2 is the just greediness of the mana base like i want to punish their mana base so bad
1: i know the feeling i mean i i play but there's a, just
0: so little you can do outside of blood moon
1: i literally play a three color deck and i main deck three three blood moon effects in it because i damn yeah. well can
0: mm-hmm like, that's ridiculous. But... I'm
1: not going to lie. It feels really good to turn to Blood Moon someone in a format that that's degenerate. Especially when yeah. I don't need to do it to win, right? It's just like, it's mm-hmm. it's not even my plan A or plan B. It's literally my plan C, but sometimes it's just backbreaking.
0: Yeah.
1: And it feels great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but...
1: I love Kiki Jiki. I love saying you Kiki would. Jiki. It's a great. I'm name. not
0: surprised. It's okay.
1: Like Kamigawa had some problems. I love the name of their goblins.
0: That's fair. It it had a significant number of problems, but that was a bad time for me to get back into magic. I don't, I don't know. Knocked, it knocked me out for a number of years. <laughs>
1: I don't even know if we have time for this, but have you heard the conspiracy theory that we're going back to Ravnica after Dominaria?
0: I have not heard the conspiracy theory, but it does not seem unreasonable that we would go back to the most popular or the second most popular, depending on how you look at it plain in existence of Magic.
1: I agree with that statement. But at the same time we were just there.
0: John John Do you know what year we were just in Ravnica?
1: It was like 5 years ago, wasn't it?
0: It was 5 years ago.
1: Yeah. That's
0: John. 5, five That years. is not that is not just there. Okay? Five, five also you got to remember they they're going to the single block model. Yes. Which means three three planes a year.
1: Yes. But I don't even know how long of a distance it was between OG and Estrada and Shadows. Uh, was it like? I think
0: seven? it was similar. It was like it was similar to Miradin, um, uh, I think, which was seven years.
1: Yeah, like I don't know. Five years just seems like something that's like it's such a short duration of time that
0: you know why? Because you're an old man. That's why.
1: Well, yeah, but like. <laughs> it's a sixth of my life (laughs) but like the whole thing about like going back to ravnica is like a lot of the people who might have came back like they might not necessarily be like a a lot of the appeal of going back to a set is getting the people who have nostalgia for that set back in the game right like a lot of them might sure a lot of them might not have left yet and a lot of them also might be like, you know, well, I just quit playing like, you know, a year ago. You know, do I really want to come back again after only that short of a hiatus? Like, there are people who do prefer to do the cyclical thing. I don't know. I don't, I'm just saying.
0: Okay, you, you can just say all you want. I think that's a reasonable amount of time.
1: And uh, uh, the whole reason why people are have this conspiracy theory. Is because the store championship prizes its a uh, deck box with a Sphinx on it. Really? Yep.
0: Like, that's how they got to it?
1: Uh, people are making assumptions that the Sphinx is Azorius, the original creator of the Azorius guild. Azor? Azor, whatever the hell his name is. People are under the impression that the Sphinx is Azor, and... Because obviously, you know, Sphinx is, like Azor was a Sphinx, and the fact that it is binding magic that is keeping people on Ixalan plays well into the law-keeping aspect of the. So <laughs> there was a
0: conspiracy theory that Ixalan was Ravnica, dude. Yeah. Like I, you can only trust this shit so far, man. Maybe it is. This isn't this. This is not like, you know, Emrakul's on Ravnica level shit like yeah we all knew that this is like every time a plane comes out people think it's some other plane in disguise yeah like, like I, I think I remember somebody saying that like oh uh, Battle for Zendikar is going to reveal that uh, Zendikar is actually Kamigawa <laughs> what? <laughs> like I, I literally re- I literally read a giant post about that Ha. Huh. I think it was I think it was Zend- Battle for, like Zendikar was Kamigawa, I think is what it was, if I remember correctly. ha huh. Maybe it was a different plane. But you, yeah. You but think yeah, no, no shit, man.
1: They're basically never returning to Kamigawa, right? Basically. It was, it was just too much of a failure. Like, even though with modern sensibilities they could make Kamigawa not suck.
0: So this is what Maro said. And I agree with him on this. He's like, so it was a failure on every level. People didn't like the mechanics of the set. They didn't like the flavor of the set. They didn't like anything. Everything tested poorly about the set at the time. So this was Uh pre-Commander. So people people are looking at it through a lens of the future. This is like people who are like, God damn, it'd be really sweet to live in the medieval era. And Uh they don't think about it that... Basically, what they're saying is, God, it'd be really sweet to have a life expectancy of 30 and have dysentery. Like, <laughs> it, like, I, that was when I got back in and I thought it was stupid. But I don't like that mythology or anything. Like, basically, what Maro said, he's like, why would we do that when we could just make a different Japanese inspired plane, start over and do it the right way now that we know how to do it?
1: But then we don't get the Aki.
0: Yep, too bad.
1: And the moon Maybe you'll get
0: something old. cooler.
1: I don't know. I, I I like the whole aspect of like a hard-shelled goblin. You would. <laughs> I just like different variations on the goblin.
0: John, how do you feel about monkey goblins?
1: Uh, fuck monkey goblins. <laughs> Really we already like had monkey goblins on tarkir right
0: <laughs> pretty close yeah
1: the only difference is they didn't have a tail and now these ones do and these ones are slightly smarter i think than the tarkir goblins
0: probably i like the monkey goblins
1: well, just it's i've already seen furry goblins you know you gotta mm-hmm. diversify your goblin portfolio
0: <laughs> right
1: like now we got now we got cleavage goblins and whatever world the unset currently resides in i don't remember the name of it bablovia yeah that place expanding our horizons with goblins
0: goblin cleavage
1: <laughs> now we just need like a, a half dragon goblin
0: i mean you have a dra- goblin that reduces the cost of dragons already <laughs>
1: It's close.
0: That's close.
1: <laughs> Although the lore behind that is the fact that he's carrying a giant plate full of food, attracting them to him. And then he know. gets eaten. So.
0: <laughs> I mean, th- I mean, they also did reprint the card dragon fodder in there.
1: You know, as you do. <laughs> as you, I
0: was going to say, as you do. <laughs> but, alright. We've been yammering at each other for an hour.
1: Yep, and it was all magical related, because screw you and wanted to have a bonus episode.
0: We didn't do an intro, so people aren't going to know anything, man.
1: Well, they'll hopefully listen for our clever wit. Right. Science. (laughs) Okay.
0: I'll probably leave it a bonus one, because I'm lazy.
1: You don't I mean you could just post it as a as a, this is an episode that we did but John. we didn't do anything John, John.
0: don't tell um, me what to do
1: interesting. I, don't, I don't think it actually increases your workload at all
0: probably not <laughs> I'll decide whatever I decide to do
1: yeah it's all, all right it's all in your hands now
0: right it's in, <laughs> it's in God's hands now anyway my hands i mean
1: i hope you enjoy your, i hope you enjoy your christmas
0: yeah you too
1: need to drive out to michigan tomorrow it's cold upper
0: michigan like up here
1: yeah up not that bad it's gonna be a cold uh, drive home though
0: we had to drive through the up one time for to go to a jujitsu seminar and i i refer to it as shitty minnesota
1: <laughs> it's more like shitty wisconsin
0: So very shitty Minnesota.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Right? But so now that now that everyone in the UP and Wisconsin is pissed (laughs) off We'll call it here. All right, man. I'll catch you later. See ya.